Welcome to the 23rd episode of the Talking Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Will Cheshire, and I'm changing up the style of the introductions a bit this time around with a proper individual episode introduction. And in this episode, we're focusing on a solution to what has been a big problem for corporations and employees alike, the great resignation. I'm sitting down with the founder of Koya, Karen Warner, and how her solution will help employees feel more valued at their place of employment, create stronger relationships between employees and their bosses, and also how her solution will help companies save money by retaining employees. Koya allows employers to send messages of appreciation to employees after a tough task is completed, onboarding, big project completion, and more to recognize their hard work. They can also attach a gift as well as a token of their appreciation. I truly believe that these little things will create more memorable moments for employees that'll strengthen their relationships to companies, help them feel more valued, and ultimately lead to stronger employee retention in the workforce, which is what all companies want. And the studies are strong in suggesting that when employees feel valued, they're more likely to stick around. So without further ado, here's my interview with Koya founder Karen Warner and her great solution to solving a societal problem. We're cruising in on another episode of the Talking Solutions podcast. And in this episode, we're talking about sending some kindness and bringing some positivity into the world. I have the founder and CCO of Koya, Ms. Karen Warner, with us today. And Karen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Will. I'm happy to be here. Great. And, and Karen, why don't you just do us a quick honor of telling us a little bit about what Koya is and why it's such a positive solution for society? Yeah, sure. So Koya right now, what we're focused on is helping businesses show up in more meaningful ways for their employees and customers alike. So how that works is we basically have a platform that streamlines the process of helping them show up with um, recording a video message, adding a gift, um, choosing when they want to send it, and then pressing send. So we're trying our best to enable and empower uh, managers and companies to do a better job at employee appreciation um, and making it easier for them to be able to show up and do that without having to go through too many hoops to actually communicate how much they care. Which I think is so important, especially in today's age where we have this great resignation going on and things of that nature as well, where clearly there's a problem with companies retaining employees. Uh, you know, I use my dad as an example, worked at UPS for 40 plus years. I can't imagine anybody in my generation working at a company for 40 plus years at this point, you know, and, and all that. It just going for, well, I shouldn't say 40, 30 plus, but this point still stands, you know, and, and I think employee appreciation goes a long way for that as well. So how do you think that that's going to help the employees feel more valid as well and, and maybe even want to stick around longer than maybe they initially would? Totally. Well, I think when you look at our generation, like millennials and Gen Z, we have different levels of core value. It, it looks so different than older generations. I believe older generations were really incentivized by money. Not that we don't care about money, but we do. But I think other values are equally, if not more important to us, like impact and sustainability and equality and um, having a good work-life balance and mental health and um, being seen by your team and your managers feeling like you're more than just one in a million employees. Um, and I think previous generations could 
could be incentivized to stay longer at a company um, if they were offered a bonus or a raise. Um, and so money was an incentivizer. It didn't really matter if they were working overworked or they didn't feel valued as much in the company. I think they were just willing to kind of grit it out. And um, the younger generations, I think, would rather leave and find a different company that aligned more with their values, um, even if it meant a little bit less money, in order to have that work-life balance, in order to feel like they're making an impact and feel like they're being seen. So uh, how we're showing up and helping, especially like you said, with the great resignation, um, so many there's so many remote teams and, and managers that are looking for new ways and tools to be able to actually show up when they don't have those normal day in and day out water cooler interactions. So we are streamlining that process. We're not automating it, but we're streamlining it. So that way there's a simple tool that helps them be able to show up and schedule things ahead of time. You know, say you have an employee that just slight a project, stayed up, you know, working extra hours to finish, you know, a bug that came in or whatever. Now a manager has the opportunity to actually have a tool to make it easier for them to be like, thank you so much. Like you killed it for our team. I see you. I recognize you. Here is like, you know, a gift card to DoorDash, get dinner on me or whatever the case is. And we're just like, communicate not only with a gift and, and money essentially, but with their words, because I think that is such a high value for um, the younger generations is feeling recognized and feeling like they're making a difference in the workplace. So managers can actually have that space and the tool that helps them communicate that a little bit more effectively um, and hopefully efficiently. Absolutely. So much to touch on there. You know, obviously, you know, with our generations and, and whatnot as well, the impact, the sustainability, you know, and a lot of that is due to the the rapid amount of information and stuff that we've been more aware of and learned within the last several decades that has allowed us and our generation to, to really be ones that can consider all of these different things and all of these work-life balances and, and things of that nature as well. And then you make a great point about you know, just the moments of recognition and what that means to the employee and, and whatnot. And I want to touch on all of that. But first and foremost, just tell us uh, where you're at right now with the company, uh, the stage is at and, you know, how people can can kind of get involved and things of that nature as well. So that, you know, there's there's some tangible uh, next steps and whatnot. Yeah. So we have been working on Koya for a little over three years. We had a B2C product initially. And what we kept hearing from our B2C users was, I want to use this with my employees and business. Um, and I want to use this as a, say, like a realtor. I want to use this as a personal touch point with my clients and my customers. Um, so we created this version and we currently are in early access mode. Um, so if you're interested in being part of our early access all that means is just be a little extra gracious with us as we're rolling out the new features and give us feedback as uh, we're learning along the way. But you can go to getkoya.com and request early access. We'll look over your profile and then send you the information to be able to hop on. Yeah, there's lots of good benefits of being an early customer, early adapter, one of the first ones. So so absolutely get on board with Definitely that if you're interested. In with some goodness. So get on board early. <laughs> there we go. Sticking to the theme, grandfathered in with the goodness on that front, the kindness, the kudos, all that greatness as well. I love it. I love it. Something I did want to mention earlier, you were talking about, yeah, like the kindness and the kudos and how we were looking to really show up in that way. And it reminded me of a conversation I had um, 
just a few weeks ago, it was with an older generation, uh, an older gentleman, he was an older part of the older generation. Um, and he was having a harder time, like wrapping around it, like wrapping his mind around what we did and why it was important and valuable. And so, um, I asked him, you know, Hey, can you just like think for a second of maybe just like in the recent years, uh, has there been like a moment that a manager has said something to you that really stood out and made a difference? And, and like, you know, about some, some kind of project or work you did. And he like thought about it and he was like, no, I don't think I've ever heard anything from a manager. And I was like, okay, well, can you think back to a time when maybe someone on your team recognized you? You know, maybe a coworker that told you like, great job on that or whatever. Is there anything you can think of? And he like thought about it and he was like, Mm-mm, I can't think of anything. I was like, this poor man. Oh my gosh. And I was like, okay, can you think back to college? Like, did you do any group projects? Did a teacher ever recognize you? And he was like, yes, I had a teacher when I was at college who recognized me for like incredible work I did in this one project. And I was like, tell me how that made you feel. And he was able to like re recount to me how it really made an impact, how that positive affirmation um, from that teacher made him want to work extra hard in that class and show up on time and put his best effort in. And I was like, that's what we're trying to do with Koya. Because not only is it really important to hear that from managers um, and, and from, you know, especially when you're like remote, but even if you're not remote, we all need to hear positive affirmation in order to really feel that that dopamine in order to feel like we're valued. And so I was like, you know, when you do hear that, not only does it feel good, but, but it makes you want to show up better because you feel like you're actually making a difference and you feel appreciated and you feel like what you're doing is, is noticed. And um, otherwise you just feel like you're one in a million. So it doesn't matter really if you don't work as hard today, you know, but if you do feel seen and valued and recognized for the ways you show up, then you want to show up the same way more and more. Yeah. It's almost like a way to add more productivity uh, and, and whatnot in the way that you work. Right. I mean, it's that affirmation you're, you're creating a memorable moment, right. And you're recognizing that. And I think that that's really, really important uh, going forward. So you just touched on it a little bit, Karen, in terms of, you know, how much kind of more motivated and, and that feeling will make them, you know, want to do so and whatnot. But curious to hear what kind of feedback you've been getting from maybe some of those employers to start and whatnot and the ones that are actually using it, because we know that all the uh, employees are loving it as well. But how about the the employers or the managers or the bosses that get an opportunity to show this affirmation and, and to recognize the people working under them? Totally. Yeah. I just was reading feedback last week from um, an early access user who's using it with her team. And she said that it was like such a streamlined process. And for her, what she did is she had like, uh, I think it was like a Monday or Tuesday, whatever it was, it was a lighter work day. And so she decided to take that time to really go ahead and schedule it out. And she was like, I'm very type A. I like sitting down and doing a bunch of stuff at once. So she said she sat down at her desk and, um, and just like recorded several videos, you know, one, one after another to her employees, she wanted to like individually recognize each one of them, which might feel like a lot, especially if, it, if you have a bigger team, but for people that have bigger teams, you could just do once a week, you know, or like a few months, you don't have to do it all at once. Um, but she sat down, just want to get all done with and then schedule them out ahead of time. And she just, her feedback to us was, oh my gosh, it was so simple. It was so streamlined. And she felt 
for her, it felt like, um, like a mental load was lifted because she had been wanting to, she had been looking for ways, trying to figure out how can I show up for my employees? And she hadn't found a solution at that point that worked for her. So she was like, wow. Previously, she was like going around trying to find gifts, trying to do like send cards in the mail, that kind of thing. Um, but it not only did it save her time, but she was able to like do it in her own home, do it in her space and then schedule it out and be done, you know. And so she said it really streamlined the process for her without compromising the personal piece. And I think that's something that we are really passionate about with Koya is you know, being very much so connection centric, making sure that we keep those hyper personal touch points, because that really is what is making the difference. People say cash is king, but like, we're focused, we're trying to focus on those kudos, because, um, you know, you, as we talked about just a second ago, those really do make a long standing impact in our in our life. Um, and how we show up in the world. And you made a couple of comments there too that I think is what makes your product kind of stand out as well to make it something that is going to be much more accessible and much more uh, popular in that front. Uh, you make it easy. It's, it's simple. It's streamlined. You know, I think I think a lot, I, I would venture to guess, and I, you know, I'm more optimistic, hence, uh, you know, the positivity of the podcast. But, you know, I, I, do, I do think a lot of managers probably would like, and even in the past would have liked to have recognized their employees. But like you said, you know, what do I do? Okay, well, I got to go to the store, but then I got to get something for this person and then this person and then this person. And it just, it becomes too much of a chore. You know, you got families or even if you don't have a family, like you're tired after the long day and your solution just comes right in, says, hey, it's as simple as enough. You can record something as easy as a video, purchase the car, you know, whatever it's going to be. And then boom, there it is. Simple, done. Yeah, simple. That's what we were really hoping is that it's hyper personal, but still simple. And that way people don't have excuses. They actually have a, a real easy way to be able to show up. And I think deep down, everybody wants to care and they want to show up. It's just time gets in the way, you know, it being difficult gets in the way or a lack of knowledge, you know, like how to go about it. Um, and the final thing I would say is like, Genuinely, there isn't, um, there's a level of incompetency, like inwardly, like I don't know how to not, I don't know how to go about buying this or, you know, sending to them. It's like, I genuinely don't know what to say. Like I, I'm saying, I'm, you know, a manager of an engineer team. They might be like, I don't know what to say. How do I, how do I communicate that I care to my employees? Maybe it feels foreign. Maybe it's, it's someone that isn't as emotionally or relationally intelligent. Um, and that's something that we will have coming in the future is tools like that to be able to help managers know what to say as well and help increase their relational intelligence. So that way, not only will it be this easy process that's really simple, but they won't have even the part of feeling incompetent to get in the way of being able to communicate that they care. Ah, I love that. That's really fantastic. And a, and a great iteration kind of process within your own kind of product and thinking, because that's a great point. Some people just feel outright uncomfortable, you know, <laughs> complimenting other people or, or recognizing that because, you know, then it gets all emotional and some people don't like that. And like you said, emotional intelligence, things of that nature as well. And uh, being able to, to kind of fix that. So are you able to disclose a little bit kind of like what those tools kind of look like and, and how that they will be able to help people that struggle with being able to give things of affirmation and be more open and, and all that type of stuff? Yeah, I mean, I think the part I can disclose is we've been in conversations with about 50 therapists, psychologists and relational specialists, um, especially focused on 
uh, the workplace and helping, you know, figuring out tools um, that would be helpful for customers to feel like, you know, when they don't know what to say, they have a, a space to go on our website that would give them um, ideas and give them tips of where they can start. So it's not a script um, because we want it to still feel authentic. We want it not only feel, but we want it to be authentic, but little tips um, from, you know, specialists, therapists, relational um, psychologists that know how to help people show up in better ways and give them like little tips and tools to, to feel um, more confident when they do record a message um, or even typing message. If you don't want to send a, a video message, you could also send like type out a message as well. So if you're feeling one particular day, like it feels too vulnerable, you know, you can take those baby steps to start communicating um, your appreciation to people. But for me, it's, it's a lot easier for me to send a video message is faster. And I feel like I'm able to communicate my, my genuine appreciation um, when I'm utilizing, you know, my, my voice and flex and my eye contact versus just typing something out. But Everybody feels different. And so we want there to be different options for people as they take these stepping stones to being able to show up better for their employees. Exactly. It's about adapting to to the individual, right? I mean, it's certainly the video of, I mean, clearly people love videos. I mean, look at TikTok, Instagram reels. So they're blown up, right? They're everywhere. So the reels are, are certainly big, but you definitely want to adapt to, or not the reels, the videos are certainly big, but you definitely want to adapt to the people that, you know, feel more comfortable on a text uh, perspective on that front as well. And, you know, that all goes back to the information. You mentioned the psychology, the psychiatrist, the psychologist, the things of that nature as well. And the streamline of information that we have now as people to be able to adapt and make sure that everywhere and everybody feels included and feels good and uh, all those types of important things on that front too. So I, I'm curious as well, you know, Karen, on that front, and I'd be curious to see what the the you know statistics are five, 10 years down the line while y'all are doing this at what the uh, employee retention rate looks like now, because I think one issue that companies have and why doing something as little as this and as small as this could actually save them a lot of money too, oh because- Think about how much more money it costs to go out and discover, hire new people all the time rather than just be able to, you know, uh, reward your own employees uh, with raises and, you know, affirmation and make them want to stay. So I imagine that is going to be something that they're really going to look to appeal to. And, and I would be curious to see what those numbers are in the future, because I think that you'll be saving companies a lot of money with this as well to making, you know, allowing them to make their employees feel comfortable and, and, and happy. Yeah, I was talking to someone that's in HR recently, and they said it costs about two hundred fifty to $300,000 to replace an engineer with recruiting and training. I, I was blown away, Will. I was like, wow. are you kidding me? <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I think if companies do have a proactive approach to showing up for their employees, making them feel valued, then I don't think they'll lose them as frequently. And I think genuinely that money that they would spend in recruiting and training and finding new people to replace the ones they're losing, you know, because they're not satisfied, they don't feel seen by their managers. Um, and that's one of many reasons why people leave companies, not the only one, but it is one of the highest ones, uh, highest reasons. So yeah, if we can, instead of using the money, you know, as a reactive tool to replace use it proactively, I do agree with you. I think it will save companies a lot of money and it will increase a company's a reputation in the workforce. People are going to want to work there. They're going to have a higher rating. You know, employees are going to be saying better things about a company being like, wow, 
this company has incredible, you know, company culture. They have incredible culture. I feel seen. I feel valued here. This is a great workplace, you know. So it would it would be beneficial to companies on multiple levels if they started showing up um, in this in this regard. Yeah, absolutely. To, to be able to do that and to save the money. I mean, and think about all the ways that they could reallocate those resources, you know, whether that's reinvesting into the company to create a better product for customers or service or reinvesting into the employees more with bonuses or work trips or employee resource groups or whatever it might be. I feel like the the possibilities are, are, are kind of endless for companies on that front too. And uh, it's a matter of just being uh, efficient within your own organization uh, on that front as well. But yeah, curious to, to see what inspired you to create and uh, become a founder of this company and, and to kind of move forward with Koya and, and what started that journey, what sounds probably a little bit over three years ago. So I feel really lucky. I grew up in an entrepreneurial friendly household. My dad's a serial entrepreneur. So um, creativity, you know, starting my own business, all those things were really encouraged by my parents growing up. Uh, I have two younger sisters. And um, my dad's last company was acquired by Adidas and he was itching to start something new. And basically for his birthday, he sat down with us and his his wish that year was to start a business as a family. He was like, I've you know told myself if I ever do another startup, I really wanted to do as a family. Um, we all have, we all come from different backgrounds. We have different skill sets. Like what if we joined forces to create another company together? So we end up, ideating right there at the table and um, thought through, you know, the basics of Koya right then and there and started working on it quickly after. Um, so we've been on this journey as a family. Uh, my youngest sister is in college, but um, it's me and my other sister and then my parents. And so, um, yeah, my dad is is incredible. And then we also have like a core team member who is an engineer and just total badass. Um, so my dad has a technology background, uh, you know, does, um, product development. My sister's, you know, uh, does marketing, incredible marketer and, um, and brand strategist. And my mom does community engagement. Um, she's amazing at building communities. Um, and so, yeah, we work together, uh, including our core team member, all five of us, um, creating Koya and ideating on Koya. So for me personally, my background is, uh, in humanitarian photography and storytelling. So I bring, you know, uh, creativity, design, um, all of that kind of stuff to the table for Koya. And, uh, I think personally for me, what gives me the passion for Koya is traveling so much and seeing the importance of relational wealth and other communities and culture. There's just such a higher value in other cultures for relational wealth over financial wealth. Um, and I think we all have different values and, and, you know, things that drive us motivators, but I found that people in different countries that are some in some of the poorest places in the world um, are the happiest because they are relationally wealthy. They are so happy because they're surrounded by family and friends. And then you look at America and we're climbing the corporate ladder at whatever the cost. And oftentimes that's that cost is relationships. 
It's losing, you know, friendships. It's losing family. It's not being able to date um, or it's getting married and divorced or whatever it is. Um, we sacrifice a lot to be on top. And, um, and I think, you know, when I, when I think about what, what our core values are at Koya, it's connection. And ultimately, um, we want to make an impact, uh, so big that we, we hope to, to really change the loneliness epidemic. And, uh, we want to see people feel more valued and to feel more connected and, uh, from all the research we've been doing and have read from other people that are specialists doing research, the only way to really make a dent in the loneliness epidemic, which affects depression, anxiety, suicide, so many things, is directly through connection and having more meaningful connections and then not being surface level, but feeling, you know, feeling important, feeling valued, feeling like like your life and your work um, is recognized and and meaningful to this world. That's what makes us thrive and makes our life more enjoyable and exciting um, and more purposeful. Feeling lonely is dangerous. There's no doubt it about really it. Is. It really is. Yeah. I think any any uh, psychiatrist, any doctor will tell you that, you know, a lot of those negative conditions that come from it are, are loneliness. And I'd be curious to, to know, did you uh, have you seen that Harvard study where they studied the hundreds of men back in the 19, I think, 30s, and they tracked them all the way up until, yeah, you should check it out. It's really good. There's this Harvard believe it's Harvard. Uh, don't 100% quote me on that, but there's a TED talk on it and I'm pretty confident it's Harvard. And there's this study that tracks men uh, beginning at the age of, I think, 16, 17. Um, and, you know, just basically what what's a fulfilling life? What is a healthy life? Like what is meaningful? And the number one common denominator that they found uh, were healthy relationships. The people that had the healthiest and the best relationships were the most successful, lived the longest, were the most healthy. So I think you hit the nail on the head when you talk about relational wealth uh, and something that we need to improve on here in in America and, and in other countries as well. And that's exactly what Koya helps with, which is fantastic yeah. because it combines the two a little bit, right? Like, like you said, we like money. Everybody likes money, right? But totally. if you can... Not a bad thing. Yeah, if you can like money and be uh, told you're doing a good job, I think that's going to make you feel even better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome. And so the family business, that's really cool that y'all are starting the, the family business on that front and kind of moving forward together. And then you always kind of hear those things about uh, friction and whatnot. Sounds like everything's yeah. going pretty smooth for y'all though, no? Yeah. No, it's going great. I mean, we've definitely had our own bumps and challenges like any anyone, but I think what is beneficial and advantageous to us is we are related. So you know, whereas if I joined forces with a co-founder that I met, just met, or only knew for a few years, I feel like it'd be much easier to, you know, exit <laughs> stage left whenever it got really hard. But when it's my family, I want to see my mom thrive. I want to see my dad thrive. I want to see my sister thrive. I want, you know, what's best for the company, but I also want what's best for them. And, um, and they feel the same way about me. So I think, it really is a, a beautiful uh, adventure to be on together. Yes, absolutely. It is. And something that y'all remember forever, which will be really, really cool going forward. And you had touched on this a little bit uh, about, you know, wanting to to really help people and, and to do that going forward. And what is the long-term vision of Koya? You know, what is it? You talk about the iteration. You talked about just meeting at the table and saying, hey, let's try something out. Let's do it. You know, what are the conversations like now? Obviously, you're trying to work into, you know, the, the B2B and, whatnot and able to help companies, but you know, what is the long-term vision year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, connections for everyone. We want uh, to empower and enable everyone to have meaningful ways to connect and tools to help them connect in better ways. So um, ultimately, we want Koya to be easily accessible, not only for businesses and managers to connect with their employees or um, individuals to connect with their clients, but also for loved ones and friends to be able to connect with each other as well. So we started off with a B2C play and then um, decided to pivot to a B2B with the full intention that we'll incorporate the B2C as well. Um, because yeah, we're, we're body, soul, and spirit beings. We're connected. We work, life, live, love. Everything is so intertwined and connected. Um, and so we want it to stay that way. It's just we're trying to stay hyper-focused at one thing at a time. Um, but ultimately, like I said earlier, our long-term vision is to, to be a catalyst that ends the loneliness epidemic. So by having these different facets, B2B, B2C, um, B2C to B, like all these different ways for people to be able to show up, uh, and connect in more meaningful ways. I think it really, I mean, hopefully that's the goal. We'll be able to really make an impact. So yeah, I think our, our pipeline is quite extensive. I could go into into that, but I think I'd rather just keep it higher level just because I will get lost in the weeds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no doubt about that. But, uh, you know, on that on that note, that's not really getting into the weeds. But uh, yeah, we're, I, we, I am curious, like, what is the best method that y'all are reaching people with on, you know, and, and how are you kind of getting these in front of people to see and, and making people more aware of it and things of that nature as well? Because, you know, I really do think that, you know, it's a really popular solution. I, I don't really understand you know why anyone would tell you like you know what karen this is an awful idea you got to tell the warner family that y'all don't know what you're talking about you know it doesn't really make any sense to me like it's really only positivity and things of that nature as well so uh, i'd be curious to see what's your best method of i guess marketing or or ways that you're getting yeah brand awareness how are you getting in front of people yeah well like i mentioned earlier we're just now in early access so we've been in private beta the last like six weeks just learning growing changing iterating like making tweaks based off of what we've been hearing from um, our beta users and so now that we're in early access we're still having these conversations but we're starting to add features as well um so we're not going to put any like marketing efforts behind it or pr or anything like that until we are like fully fully live but our goal currently at this moment is just to get as much live feedback as possible because we're trying to shape the best product possible to be able to help um on so many different fronts you know people be able to show up better so by having this live feedback um we are able to really make sure we shape the product into what our customers are wanting and um and make sure that different features that we have coming out also resonate with what they're hoping for and wanting as well it's not just an assumption we have so we have done market research we have done a lot of user interviews but it's one thing to do those things when you have um a product that you can just kind of explain. It's another thing when you just throw it out there, like use it for yourself and then come back and tell me, was this intuitive? Was there something that you're wanting that wasn't there? Um, You know, that kind of feedback is really helpful when it's, when it's more like live. (laughs) Right. Once it's actually tangible. Yes. Tangible. That's the word I was looking for. When it's tangible, it's not like you're having to imagine it. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's currently where we're at right now. Um, But hopefully we're, we have several LOIs in place and we have several big media. We have small, a lot of small, medium businesses that are interested. We also have a few big, um, big sharks that are interested as well. So um, we'll see where things go. I mean, we're excited for the journey. I think to your, 
to your point, we, all we've heard so far has been positive feedback and no one's been like, I don't want this. I don't need this. It's been, ah, how do I get my hands on this? Like, this is something we've been needing for a while, but we haven't figured out a, an easy way to do it. So um, I'm excited to see if people are going to be able to, uh, yeah, get get their HR teams on board, whatever the hoops they're going to have to go through in order to make it happen. I'm excited to see what that process is and how hopefully fast, maybe sometimes slow, it will be in order to onboard people. Yeah, of course. Do you have a um, target time frame that you would like uh, this to come out or is it still a lot of iteration and so it's kind of TBD at this point? Yeah, I think it's it's pretty TBD. Um, right now, we're really focused on getting all that user feedback, live user feedback. So as soon as we, you know, feel like we're, we have like a good amount of feedback, um, I think we'll just like make it live, live. Uh, but people in the meantime can use it right now. It's, it's live and active um, for people to use once they get early access. So and it's not a long process to get early access. You just like sign up for it. We review your profile. And then if you don't look like a psychopath, then we'll approve you. <laughs> um, so, so far, most people have been approved. Um, uh, most. But you know, <laughs> I haven't seen yours yet. Well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, might um, be a little longer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> might be a little touch and go there. Um, but yeah, so hopefully, I mean... We're trying to get it up and active in as many people's hands and in front of as many people's eyes as possible right now, but we'd love to really push it pretty quickly. So I think it just depends on um, how willing people are to give feedback right now. So I know people are busy, so it does take extra time and effort to give feedback on a product. Uh, but so far, the people that have been giving us feedback have been really generous and kind with their feedback and their time to, to show us and tell us, you know, things that they loved, things that they wish were a little different. Um, so I feel really grateful so far. Awesome. And and you mentioned it earlier, but just to, to reiterate, like they can just go yeah. straight to the website to sign up yes. for early access. And then how can yes. they can, how can they uh, submit feedback for you and make it easy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So once they get early access, we'll send them an email with the link and they can respond to that email with their feedback. Um, so it's, it's that pretty simple. seamless. Yeah, it's that simple. They can also, if they have feedback um, or they need help, there's a button on the website to um, basically it's just like view it's like request help or like I have feedback I want to give and it just automates it, sends it to us and then we'll schedule a time um, to do a Calendly, you know, a Calendly link will go out and we'll schedule a Zoom call as well. So if someone doesn't want to type out their feedback, they can also just hop on a call with us um, and communicate that way. We're thankful either way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And do you see this just being on the web only platform, mobile apps, or how do you kind of see this kind of working in the future? Yeah. Yeah, great question. So it is a desktop version, but it's also mobile web. So previously we had a mobile application and um, the probably number one feedback we kept hearing from customers was, love this. I just wish it didn't have to be something that I had to download. Um, and in order for people to send Koyas um, or receive a Koya, they had to have the app downloaded. So now that is totally eliminated. So there's less friction. Um, so people can send and receive, you know, these Koya messages without having anything downloaded. So we're going to continue down that trajectory only because we want to have as little um, friction as possible for customers and clients to be able to show up and, you know, communicate that they care. So one thing that I am excited about, I can, I can share this with our um, 
with our pipeline is one of the features we'll be adding pretty quickly is location as well. So you'll be able to send messages to, to be unlocked at certain locations in the future too, uh, which is kind of fun if you're wanting to have some fun and play around with things. Um, but yeah, it's going to be endless opportunities for and, and ways for people to be able to show up, which makes me really happy because um, it should be fun to connect. It should be fun to show up. And we're trying to not only make it easy and you know, streamline the process, but also make it fun for people to be able to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You need it to be fun. You need to be happy, create a positive experience, all those types of really great things uh, behind it. And of course, it makes sense to have it on the web as well. You know, especially if you're targeting companies, a lot of people are going to be working laptops, uh, desktop computers, things of that nature as well on that front. Curious, what's been the uh, most creative like gift or positive affirmation or anything of that nature that you've heard of? Has there been anything kind of fun and unique that has kind of stood out? I don't know. It's not like wildly unique, but I thought it was really sweet. Um, as yeah, like a manager of an engineering team sent out his sent Koyas to his whole team after they had to fix this bug. And it was like after work hours and he sent them each individual messages along with the DoorDash gift card and was like, Hey, you guys are working so late. Like I see you. Thank you. Here's DoorDash. Like send them each $50 to, to get drinks and food delivered to their door. And, um, I, I wouldn't say it's like wildly unique, but to me it was touching because I think, um, yeah, I think engineers probably feel the most like robots in a lot of different workplaces, um, and probably hear the least bit of affirmation. Um, and so at least from engineers I've talked to when I was doing a lot of user interviews, they all were like, yeah, I feel like a robot all the time. I feel like I am totally a machine at my company. Um, I never hear positive feedback. No one ever says thank you. They always just expect me to fix stuff for them. So to me, that story was really touching because I, I think in my head, I created a narrative like, oh, I wonder if this is the first time they really heard this and felt like this deeply appreciated. And um, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, I don't know. But to me, it was touching. So that's great. You know, I have been an engineer fixing bugs in late hours and I did not receive a DoorDash certificate yeah. for food and drink. And that would have made the night a little bit better, a little bit more worth oh, I it. Bet. So I bet. yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm working my ass off. And then you noticed, wow. Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Just the creating the moments and, and empowering the employees and the retention and, and all that th type of stuff as well. So I guess, uh, you know, Karen, the, the next step would be obviously people can can sign up and get early access and things of that nature as well. But in what other ways and, and how can people support? How can people follow along your journey? Uh, and how can they uh, really help make this thing go and, and really turn on the engines a bit? Oh, thanks for asking, Will. Um, yeah, I would just say if you guys could sign up for early access and give us feedback, that would be gold. If you you know, know of anyone that would be a good use case for our product, like pass on the information to them. That would be so helpful. Obviously, word of mouth is number one way to help uh, in marketing and referrals. So um, yeah, we really want to make a huge impact. So I think, you know, getting the word out, having that brand awareness and distribution will help us do that faster. So Anyone that wants us to make a big splash and hopefully make the world a little bit more meaningfully connected space, um, a little bit less lonely and help people feel a little bit more seen. Well, um, will pass on the message for us. Yes. The word of mouth still the strongest and best form of marketing there is. <laughs> it 
is. It really is. You cannot pay for that. <laughs> awesome. That's fantastic. Oh, I guess uh, another question to, to ask as yeah. well with the product, uh, is it available for internationally for everywhere? Is it only available in the US or, or how does yeah. that kind of uh, work on that front? Great question. Right now, while we're in early access, it's US only but we will be making it global as soon as possible. Got to love it. Got a global marketplace to serve for all those people that uh, are not respecting their employees and making them feel uh, special. <laughs> I like, I keep thinking about like remote dev teams and anyone, anyone that, you know, yeah. is international. Like I think it's going to really hopefully make, make them feel more connected to their teams. So I'm excited to see them. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Especially as uh, we continue to kind of cross international boundaries and whatnot with work and whatnot, working with people from all over the place. We have to figure out these tools and figure out ways to make it more sustainable in order to, to help. yeah. Warner <laughs> Not, family jumping in at the right time with Koya. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> there we go. Karen, is there anything else that, that you'd like to add here that uh, maybe we missed or anything like that, that you would like people to know about Koya, the product, or, you know, about affirmation or about positivity in the workforce and, you know, really uh, helping to solve that loneliness uh, epidemic that you talk about? Mm, thanks for asking. Nothing really comes to mind. Uh, the only thing I can think of is, you know, it, it doesn't take some, it doesn't take like something extravagant to make a huge difference. And so I think just remembering that, you know, maybe someone doesn't want to use our product, that's fine. But I think if they remember anything from this podcast, I would say, just remember how uh, impactful your words can be and how one simple sentence um, can truly like make someone's day or maybe even like, you know, make a big impact on their life. So whether it's a stranger you see, out at the grocery store or someone you're working with or a friend that you just, you know, have, you think about them and you're like, oh, I want to reach out, whatever it is, I think choosing to use our words uh, for good and to make an impact really, it's something we have control over and we never know how important and, and impactful it can be to someone. Love it. You know, life's comprised of a bunch of moments and the things that you can do to make each moment a little bit more special and stand out more is only going to help people and, and bring more positivity to it. And that's what my favorite part is about Koya and about what y'all are trying to uh, accomplish over there. So look forward to following your journey and, and seeing how successful the Warner family becomes. And, you know, maybe the old man's going to have another successful startup again and uh, hoping, hoping to that. And uh, Karen, wish you so much or thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast and speaking with me today. Thank you for having me. It was such a joy to be here. That's Karen Warner. She's the founder and CCO of Okoya joining us on the Talking Solutions podcast. You can check out her company over at getkoya.com. That's G-E-T-K-O-Y-A.com. And you can gain early access. Real simple, good user experience. Just hit that gain early access button there on the uh, nav bar or right there at the hero image as well when you first arrive onto the website and you can uh, provide some feedback after you get the email link and things of that nature. You can give them a follow on social media, on Instagram as well, at Give Akoya, and then of course uh, on Twitter too on that front to support going forward. And of course, we'll have all those links for you uh, on our account and uh, be promoting them all week for the podcast. And then you can check out the website at cheshtech.com backslash talking solutions podcast to find out a little bit more information in case you missed something on the podcast here today so thank you so much for tuning in and i look forward to speaking with you on the next edition of the talking solutions podcast have a great rest of your week 
Thanks for listening to the Talking Solutions podcast. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode and check out all of our guests on our website at cheshtech.com. That's C-H-E-S-H-T-E-C-H.com to learn more as we continue our mission of supporting impact-driven founders. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Talking Solutions Podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Talking Solutions. If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate a review and a recommendation to a friend as we focus on highlighting these great founders and individuals providing solutions to societal problems and bringing optimism into the world.